All right, folks, John Henning here with the Franchise Radio Show. Today, we're joined by Scott Talley, the founder of Network in Action International. Scott, thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. Hey, good to see you, John. Thank you. Yeah, man. Now, before we get into the business stuff, um, as I mentioned, I always like to talk a little bit about the the personal side of the person that I'm, I'm going through the interview with. Can you kind of give us just a one-minute overview? You know, who is Scott Talley? What does he like to do? Who are you? Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm a proud father of four kids. Uh, three girls, and at 58 years old, seven months after we started this company, uh, my wife was pregnant, and I come home, and we got a little man. So I'm 65 and got a seven-year-old and having a blast. All right. Uh, really, John, you know, my childhood was uh, was pretty ordinary, seven brothers and sisters. Uh, I had awesome parents who taught us at an early age about the value of giving back and making a contribution, and hopefully that's what I'm doing with my children. Uh, but the, my, my mom was just a tireless giver, and I guess it's had some impact on me and my journey in entrepreneurship. Now, how did you get into franchising? You just woke up one morning right right before your wife got pregnant with the with the freebie there at the end uh, and said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go start a franchise company, or how did you get yeah, into franchising? Yeah, no, so that's really interesting. So before we got that pregnant, uh, she was going to go back to work, and I said, well, you need, to, you need to do something, you know, in case something happens to me, and I She's bilingual and her family had a history of real estate. So she got a real estate license. Okay. John, I said, honey, you know, I've got a marketing company. Put your little pearls on. I'll take pictures of you and we can market the heck out of you. And you're not going to get any business. Real estate is one of those things where you have to go build a network. Then I would follow that up, John, with a ton of criticism. I was like, you know, there was some guy, I think he's like next to Moses who said, you have to network every week and you got to go in a group with a bunch of salespeople and you got to drag your friends there all the things that I hated about networking. And one day she challenged me. She goes, why don't you build me a networking group that I can go network in? I said, you're on. And right then I had in the back of my mind, you know what? Uber took on Yellow Cab, you know, uh, uh, VRBO took on the Marriott Corporation. I can take on B&I. I like it. And I decided right then to do things completely different. And uh, we share, you know, one person per industry, but she was the inspiration for this. And I built her a nice big networking group with business owners that were coming together once a month. And we started building the technology and I come home and we're pregnant. So she's also the first member to ever be kicked out of networking action. <laughs> the inspiration and the first member to be asked to let go. That's great. Now, take us through the past few years, the history of the company. Walk us through the growth. We had just chatted previously about a few of the, you know, the growth things that are happening with the company. I'd like the folks to hear kind of the the sure. last six, six or seven years of the growth of the company. Sure. So in 2014, you know, I started the started the networking group in Houston, Texas, and I built out two groups. And I would just call people and I'd say, hey, John, you know, I office down the street from you. I own a marketing company. I don't know about you, but I'm not crazy about weekly networking and a bunch of wasted time and having to drag friends to it all to make some private equity firm more money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're interested in networking with adults, maybe you ought to come take a take a look at this. And so we started a once a month group and I Got with my IT guy who's brilliant. And I said, hey, here are my ideas around the technology. You can't have a once a month meeting without great technology. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I wanted to franchise. We waited a year and I had a buddy who was just, B&I was his baby. I mean, he didn't have any children. And when I showed it to him, he was like angry and like, who is this guy doing this? You know, and then a few months he saw what I was doing. He goes, I think I want to be your first franchise owner. Well, fast forward today, he's 68 years old, making over 140 grand running four networking groups. And he had volunteered for this other organization. So he's doing quite well. And so 
we sold a franchise to him. We worked all the bugs out. So really we've been franchising five years. And today we have 142 or, you know, August of 2022, we've 142 franchise, about 37 States and Canada. And it's going great. You know, we have happy franchise owners who happily bring us their friends. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Having some fun and doing some good in the world. And that's it right there. If you have, if your franchise owners are cheerleaders, right? That's, that's going to be your best, your best advertising you could do. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what happens is somebody will say, what are you doing these days? And Mary will say, Oh, I found a franchise I'm running. And they go, really tell me about it. Next thing you know, I've got a, a, a warm lead in a whole other part of the country. So we're very random. We have three franchises in California and none in San Antonio. And, you know, we've, we've got them all over the country, but, but not everywhere. So I say from as, Far west of California, as far east as Florida, but not everywhere in between. <laughs> All right. Okay. So plenty well, of opportunity. Now, what is it that that is the, a couple of those differentiators? What's unique? Because, I mean, anybody can go network. They might not be good at it. But, like, what is it that's unique about your franchise? What really sets you guys apart in the industry of networking? That's a really good point. So, I think we have to do – we have to take one step back. There's a difference between networking and being in an accountable – networking groups. So I can network in the back of my church. I can network in my kids' little league game. I can network anywhere, right? Then you can join. I mean, I can network at the Chamber of Commerce, but that's not a networking group. That's an opportunity to network. There's right. a difference. So when you join a traditional networking group, someone should be holding you accountable to do your part, and someone should be bringing the group together. Well, the first thing I observed was is that networking had been vacated. Business owners and decision makers had vacated networking by and large, the room was full of salespeople and marketing people. And while I'm a salesperson, I made my life living selling all my life. I don't want to network with a salesperson who's there to sell me. Right. I want to network with you, John, an owner who's there to help me. And you'll get your sales because you understand the whole building trust. So that was a fundamental difference is how do we get busy business owners and decision makers to commit to networking? Well, you're not going to add 100 hours to their schedule. So we said we're going to go with monthly. Well, if you go with monthly, you have to have great technology to keep people connected. And then you need a great leader, a paid leader. So our franchise owners are compensated and compensated well for putting these powerful groups together. Well, you tell me any volunteer organization in the world that's run better than a far profit doesn't really happen because I'm limited in my time and scope mm -hmm. and what my willingness to give is. So our model is a paid professional running the group. And oh, by the way, they're the membership committee. So we're not going to have any drama. We get rid, we call it networking for adults. So bring people together once a month, give them the technology to stay connected and give them a great leader. And you get an entirely different result. Now, Scott, are you doing is when you say bring them together once a month and great technology, is that physically we're getting together once a month, but we're using technology through the month to stay connected? Is that what you mean? Yeah, by and large, that was our history. Of course, that little thing called COVID came along. <laughs> and because we had paid professionals and not volunteers, we were able to transition our groups to a really great experience online. So our franchise owners, we created agendas every month to help a business grow during COVID. So we have hundreds and hundreds of members who have told us that without network in action, they wouldn't have been aware of PPP loans or idle loans or other programs that helped them. And so it just, you know, today, seven years in, it's now about come to network in action to grow your business and stick around for the networking. 
I see what you're saying. I I, the, the, I see the differentiation of what you just said right there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because no, we don't have to do all those crazy things. I mean, if you think about traditional networking, I don't know, maybe Moses came down from the mountain and said, if you join my networking group, you have to bring your friends and drag them in here. It's your responsibility to grow. Well, there's a private equity firm that owns that organization now. Why would I volunteer yeah. for Mitt Romney, proverbially? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a completely different than, you know. It's a than, different than animal. Yogi. So yeah. our model is the right time, right place with the right people. We have great franchise owners who literally, they just wake up every day and say, you know what, how can I help my members and how can I go find other businesses to help? And if a person likes helping people, has sort of that ministerial heart mm -hmm. that I grew up with, and I was blessed with with my parents, this is a no-brainer. Let's talk about your franchise owners. Who is the target franchise owners? A lot of folks that want to get into business out there. And I found in my 20 years of franchise experience that not every franchise fits every person in, in both directions. What? Absolutely. Who's your ideal franchise owner? Who, yeah. who would be like the person you'd want to talk with and who would your business make the most sense to, to be with? Yeah, John, you know, you know this from your background. Most franchises use Zorical profiles and disc profiles and all kinds of things to determine. It's the most interesting thing. We have franchise leaders who have every single different letter on the disc profile and all over the Zorical. So you can be a type A, you know, you can be sort of spastic like me and out there and wild and crazy, or you can be a very car cerebral, you know, engineer quote type, right? We have all types. But what I look for and I try to discern is what's in a person's heart. And honestly, if a person is, one, open to following a system, as you know, that's got to be a part of the franchise model, every franchise. So they're not too entrepreneurial where they want to go off the wheels and do everything they want to do on their own. So if they'll follow right. a system and if they genuinely are loyal and want to help people, we can show them how to do this. And so we are all over the place now. About 25 percent of our franchise owners or people who have a, a full time gig, typically okay. a business coach, business consultant someone who's paying for networking and recognizes they're good at it and they want to create another revenue stream and grow mm -hmm. their existing business with the people in the room. So those make great franchise candidates. A whole other subset of our population is somebody who wants to move away from their J-O-B and start to own their life instead of rent it. And they need to segue. They can't give up that big income. So over the course of the next 14 months, they can do both. And they get okay. to a point economically where they're like, oh, wow, I'm making all this money part-time. Let me jump. And they leave their corporate job. That's my favorites. Uh, but really, it's not a personality profile, but more of loyalty, follow a system, and, and, and you know, have that generosity, have that servant mentality. Now, with knowing who you're looking for, can you kind of describe to us, like, what is a typical day in the life of a franchise owner? What are they doing? How much time are they investing? Sure. Um, give us an idea of what they're doing. Is it you know, part-time and leads into full-time, you kind of already touched a little bit on it, but like, what's a day in the life of a typical franchise? Yeah, great. And it changes. But the first 14 months, I started liking it to the GM of a sports team. They're okay. putting their tribe together and they may not break camp with the perfect tribe, but over the next year, they're going to be watching people and helping people grow and seeing who's really got their heart in the right place and who's there to help each other. And in about a year and two or three months, they should have three networking groups built out with 24 to 26, 28 people in it. Well, at that point, they're making really nice income. In fact, John, I want to drop this in here right now. We have a little contest. If any of your listeners bring us any franchise that they can purchase for $25,000 all in, and their item 19 averages $122,000, we will award them a $1,000 gift certificate on the spot. 
We've been offering for five years and no one's ever brought us. So that nobody's makes done us, it, right? Yeah. yeah, nobody's done it. That makes us, in my opinion, the lowest cost entry, 25K, all in. Yep. And the highest item 19, which is where we disclose our financials, yep. out of 4,300 franchises out there. And that's part of the reason we're having this rapid growth. Now, rapid growth's great, but if you're leaving a bunch of people in your wake, it's not so good. Right. As you can see behind me, we run a couple of awards from Franchise Review for taking care of our franchise owners. I think we were 22nd last year, so we're very proud of that. We're going to take care of our franchise owners. Why, John? Because it's the right thing to do. You know, we're, we're about building relationships. So I don't want to have bad relationships with my franchise owners and expect them to have good relationships with their members. Sure. We want to give, give, give to our franchise owners, and we want them to pass that down and give, give, give to their members. And so we have an equal mix of men and women. We have a fairly equal mix of people who are leaving their job, as I mentioned, and want mm -hmm. to do this full time eventually. We have people who want to supplement their income with an existing entrepreneurship effort. And we have people who do it full time and all of them can be successful. You need about 10 to 12 hours a week for about 14 months if you're doing it part time. And then it dramatically shifts. It really becomes very part time because you're just engaging people and keeping them connected and maybe adding one or two members and supplementing a member. So it sort of changes over time, but the first 14 months, yeah, you need to build out your tribe. All right. So now, what is the top misconception about your franchise? Folks come to you and they, they think this, I know what folks come to me with and they say and do, and they uh, yes, have this misconception, a, right? What is the big one? I love that. The big one, the big one before people ever get to me is I've been volunteering for this private equity firm for years. I can't make any money networking. I have this great skill set of helping people and connecting people, but there's no money in ministry. Right. That's right. the biggest they, one. Yeah. They, and they, the, and second, so, mm -hmm. the second biggest one is you can't network once a month and build relationships. That's laughable. Yeah. That's laughable. That's we, actually what I thought you were going to say. That, yeah. that was the one I would have said yeah. with not knowing. You know, John, anything. anytime you start a revolution, it's bloody, right? And, and you're trying to disrupt an industry and people say, oh, that'll never work. And they tell you I weren't. And you, you as the entrepreneur or the owner, you lay in bed and go, wow, are they right? Well, I got to keep going because I got nobody will hire me. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard all these people tell me, are you crazy? You're bootstrapping against an organization that's been around 38 years and has 58 countries. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much, you know, pretty much. We'll, we'll see where we lead. But you know what? The marketplace was looking for an efficient way to network, just like people are putting AstroTurf in their yard and they're letting someone else shop for their groceries and they're ordering Grubhub instead of running out for lunch and they're moving into high rises. People want to network. There are millions of people out there that want to network, but they don't want to go every week. Right. And yeah, without the leadership and the technology, you can't make it work. We have over a million dollars worth of technology, four patents pending. So we've got some super duper technology. Now, there's a lot of reasons to get into an industry. And I mean, you just gave us like, you know, four different things right there. But I just want to give you an opportunity to speak directly to why someone should think about there's got to be multiple reasons. But why should somebody think about getting into the networking, network building industry? Because it, it sounds like that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. The single biggest reason, you know, I find when I talk to our franchise owners is because they woke up one day and they go, you know what? I'm tired of chasing the almighty dollar. I'm tired of not owning my life, my time, my, my quality of life with my family. And I want to just give back. I want to make an impact. And so, John, every one of our franchise owners lead a community service project once a year. We're very proud of that. Okay. When my wife and I started this company, we wanted every four hours somewhere in the world, something positive going on, giving back to the world, led by our franchise owners. And, and here in six short years, we're already at every five days. So we're not there yet. 
Yeah. Every five days, something's going on in the world led by a network and action franchise owner. And I could tell you stories for the next two hours, the really incredible stories about things that the group got behind and supported. So really, if you're sitting around, you're thinking, you know what, isn't there more to life than this? You know, and maybe you're maybe you're my age, maybe you're 65 and you think, well, why would I go buy a 10 year contract with a franchise? You know, well, that's sort of scary. <laughs> You know, talk to some of our senior statesmen that are running these groups and see how happy they are and how fulfilled they are and how they really wake up every day going, oh, my God, I'm living my best life ever and I'm helping people. And oh, by the way, man, my bank account looks better than it ever did. That is a great answer. And I got to tell you, not the, the other folks that I interview have bad answers, but the answer you just gave is is completely different than what we normally hear. Right. Yeah, Recession resistant and, you know, they give us all the normal answers. Right. Yeah. No, you know, people ask me all the time, where do you see this company in five years? And they're waiting for me to say we're about to go public or whatever, you know, some kind of answer that they want to hear in Entrepreneur Magazine. And my answer mm-hmm. is every five hours, something's going on in the world. Because if we do that, if we stay focused on that, our franchises are growing, our people are happy. You know, John, it's the same adage where the more you try to give, the more you get back, right? You know that. And it's the same thing. When we put this in play, we had no idea that it was going to connect the members deeper, that it was going to increase our retention. That's not why we did it. But that's the blessing in giving. And that goes all the way through our, our system, right? I mean, it, it sounds crazy and hokey, and but hey, I just wake up every day and try to help people. And I get paid handsomely for it. Not a bad Well, I was going to say, you can't, I don't see how you could go wrong, go wrong doing that and making money, right? I mean, like it's, yeah. it's a hand in hand type thing. It, it's yeah. not normally part of the conversation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Let me switch gears here a little bit, Scott. I want to talk a little bit about the kind of the, the the process a little bit, some logistics. What what are some hot areas out there in the market? You know, bef- before we jumped on here, you said, you know, East Coast, West Coast, not everywhere in between. Can you give us the what are some hot areas you just you know that that you want to break into that this thing would just rock and roll? Yeah. You know, in Texas, John, we call them one Dairy Queen towns when there's a real small community and you go down to the feed store on Saturday morning, everybody knows everybody. Network and action would not work there. Right. But if you've got a population in a community over about 100, 120, 50,000 people, there's a need to bring people together and make the world a better place. So cities like Austin, Texas, I have one franchise owner there that has 18 groups, you know, million and a half people. 18 groups. He went from volunteering for our competitor, volunteering to today. I mean, I won't even talk about the kind of money they're making, but more importantly, they're making an impact in Austin, Texas. They have a number of community service projects they're already involved with. So there's not a place in America where this won't work if we get the right leader and the population size is at least 150,000. So uh, some of our leaders lead networking groups virtually across state lines. So like your your business, maybe you could reach out across state lines. Well, we can do a meeting virtually and bring you together with somebody in Seattle and Miami and all over. They're working very, very well. We're actually mm-hmm. the leader in that space. So we have, you know, you think about people just getting on LinkedIn to network, but there's no one holding anyone accountable and it's not right. industry exclusive. So you put a leader with 30 or so business owners from all over the country that want to help each other. You've got to, and you have the technology to keep them connected. And so our technology was just right place, right time. When COVID hit, we were very blessed. Hey, we make our own luck in this world, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm a part of that, John. Hey, what does the due diligence process look like? I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that it isn't just about the person looking to see if you're the right fit for them, right? I mean, I'm oh, going to you assume you're you're looking for a certain fit here. What does that due diligence process look like? What are they going to go through? How do they learn? That kind of thing. 
Well, let's share with them a few tricks. And I know you use these too. Franchisors love to assign you a few tasks if you're a prospect. And what we're looking for is see if you complete the task, right? I do it all the time, yep. Do you do yep. it timely? And so we start there, you know, like everyone else, we're sort of seeing, is this someone who's going to follow the rules and follow the system and do what we ask them? You know, we're not trying to be dictatorial, but just like in your case, you you know what works. And and so we feel like we know what works. So that's that's part of it. Um we don't do a Zorkle or a disc. I, I used to, but, uh, you know, really a lot of conversation about what do you want to do with your life and your motivation. And I can, you know, at 65 years old, I can typically discern what's in a person's heart. I'm not always right. We had a really woke up to a really sad story today. A guy named Dan Dykes, who's the husband of one of our franchise owners who passed away yesterday. And mm-hmm. I remember calling Dan as the CEO after I sold a franchise to his wife and saying, Dan, I don't think your wife's going to make it. She's started off so slow. And I, you know, we need to figure out a way to unravel this because y'all are such great people. And I'm really concerned about it. I'll never forget. He goes, you don't know my wife. Give her her chance. Give her a chance. She's going to go a little slower. Well, today she's bought multiple franchises. She has 80 or 90 business owners north of Houston who love her to death and are wrapping their arms around her during this time of, of sadness and grief. I mean, it's a real community she's built. So we don't go through the traditional methods necessarily, but we sort of look into a person's heart and soul as best we can and see what their motivations are. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and you're right. Most most companies go through the traditional scenario. And I'm starting to I'm starting to pick up what you're laying down here on on how you do this thing and what makes everything a little bit different. That's that's great. That's great. Now, when when somebody comes on board, like let's say they go through that due diligence process, everybody's, you know, it's a match. You know, you're you're ready to 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 get married, pull the trigger, get into a relationship like this with with a new franchise owner. From the time somebody says go. How long does it typically take them to get open? It doesn't sound overly complicated, but there's got to be training and startup assistance and all that stuff. How long does it take them to get open? All right, I'm going to turn that around on you. So you're an experienced franchisor, a lot of experience in this space. What would you say the average amount of time was? And then I'll answer. Yeah, you know, for your business, I'd say. No, I'm saying just average for oh, franchises. Oh, for yeah. franchises? Oh, Six, my eight, God. 10 months? Yeah, at least. at least. I mean, you're, you're looking at you anything bricks under and a mortar, is a win, right? Yeah. So. We invested, I've told you, we invested heavily in technology. John, we can launch a franchise in 42 minutes. So watch this. What does that mean? We can set up their email. We can set up their training. We can set up their group. We can do all the technology things. But the reality is, I tell a person, I'm never going to pressure you or stalk you. I go at your pace. Because who am I to tell you when it's time to decide to change your life? Mm-hmm. So once you say you're ready to go, we invite you. We don't require it, but we invite you to a discovery day mainly so that you can see a network in action meeting, you can see the quality of the people, and you can see the magic happening. So now you believe that you could go create the same magic. Not required, but invited. We schedule the training, which we do once a month. We've been doing online training for two and a half years before COVID. So we can train you with all of our technology, hundreds of videos, 24-7 back-end e-learning platform. So it's a guided training. And then you're put into a group, a mentor group for 13 weeks. And so you have other franchise owners each week adding value. Those are recorded if you can't make them. And then 90 days in, we have certain KPIs. And if a person's not hitting those KPIs, we don't scold them or take their franchise away or beat them up. We provide them two days of the best mindset coaching you've ever seen. Because at that point, you know it's just them getting in the way. It's not their ability to do it. As my buddy John Maxwell says, the difference between can you do it and will you do it is dramatic. 
right? So we try to help them. So we spend two days with a very high-end professional coach that just deals in mindset. And that's one of the reasons why we've had so few people not get off a good start. We, we believe in support. You think about it, John, it's in line with what we're about, relationships. Scott, I want to give you a piece you can add on to what you just said from Maxwell there about can and will. Yeah. Some folks still won't get that, but what I've always attached to that is there's a big difference between 32 and 33 degrees. Ah. Right? So when yeah. you when you're 32, it's frozen. Yeah, frozen. 33, it's liquid. There's a big that's difference. Good. Really puts it into perspective for them, right? Yep. Yep. That's good. So look, All let's right. talk. Let's talk a little bit about the about the numbers a little bit. Can you give us an idea? Uh, you know, how much does it cost to start the franchise? What should somebody expect to to invest into the business? Sure. So our franchise is twenty five thousand dollars, and um, that's going to give you three groups. So let's do a hypothetical. Your group A, B, and C in your city, or group A and B in your city, and maybe you're going to do C virtually. You have a lot of flexibility: morning, afternoon, lunch, online. We have a lot of groups that are like alumni groups or veteran groups. It doesn't have to be geographic. So if you're passionate about Michigan State University and you want to build a group of alumni, you can do that. Um, so once they get that group ready, then we assign the training once a month for five days, a couple of hours, about an hour's worth of homework. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a lot of flexibility. I like to say, John, that we're going to protect the brand and we're going to give you all the methodology, but we're not going to tell you when to go to the bathroom and how much to pay us. So right. I, I partner with smart people who are building their community. Their community is going to be different than mine, but it's $25,000 all in. You do not even need business cards if you don't want them. So we have a little joke where we send every franchise owner a $50 Staples card. And with that $50 Staples card, they go get the three things they need to run their business. So it's $25K all in. And it's a very fast return on investment. Because if you do the math, you typically only have to go get about 17 to 19 members. Well, some people do that in 60 days. Mm -hmm. Others take four months, but it's the can, can and will thing, right? So, yeah. so we're going to show you how to do it. We're going to show you how to get it. Oh, by the way, we believe in our franchise owners so much that if a candidate comes to us and they don't have $25,000, we have a no interest, no credit check opportunity to partner with them. So there's no one in America who's hurting today, who wants to help other people who shouldn't give us a call, at least explore this. Well, I like that a lot. I mean, it speaks volumes if you're willing to put the put it, put it the money where your mouth is, right? Yes, you sir. Know? That's yes, sir. great. That's great. Now, Scott, I want to give you the last word here at the end. You've shared a ton of really good information with the, with the listeners, but I want you to just take our folks through just a quick recap, you know, why franchise with us, kind of a closing segment here to, to give them the the information they need to say, hey, I'm interested in learning more or I'm compelled to learn more. Let's use this last section here to okay. compel some folks to reach out to you. You know, I don't know about you all, but I'm 65 years old and, um, you know, your life starts to shift when you start thinking about the legacy you're leaving. And so let me say this, you know, there's a reason nine out of 10 businesses fail that you might start and nine out of 10 franchises succeed. And it's just processes, right? It's just a mechanism and a way to do things. And so Anyone can start a networking group. You don't need us. You don't need networking action. But what we can give you is the ability to charge a fair price for it, have very high retention, and a methodology to have you sleep at night and create a very nice lifestyle for you financially, but more importantly, be a part of a bigger community that's really, really making a difference in people's lives. When you're business owners, I had a guy last month, I had a whole agenda plan, John, for last month. And the guy said, I just had my idle loan pulled from me last night. I was expecting $400,000 and he had bought another business in the last 60 days. He's in trouble. 
So our group just switched gears and we just spent an hour and 30 minutes contributing to his success and what he could do and how he could start to try to tackle this problem. And it made a difference to his family and it made a difference to all the members sitting there who learned things along the way, if that should ever happen to them. If that sounds like something that you're interested in that would give you the ability to put your head on the pillow at night and feel good about yourself, we would love to talk to you. Now, what's the best way for folks to reach out to you? Phone, email, smoke signal. What's the best way to get uh-huh. a hold of you? Well, we're in Texas, so you can sure do smoke signals. But uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, my email, thank you for asking, is scott at networkinaction.com. That's N-E-T-W-R-K-I-N action.com. Or my mobile is 713-417-6152. 713-417-6152. All right, great. We'll make sure to put that right there on the page for them as well. Right. So, well, Scott, man, it was great. Uh, it was uh, everything I expected and more. So oh, just thanks so much, talking buddy. to you for a few minutes there right before we started, I knew it was going to be a, a little bit different type of interview. It was exciting stuff. So Scott Talley, folks, the founder of Network in Action International. Scott, thank you so much for your time, buddy. John, thank you for your professionalism and for this offer. I appreciate it.